to the Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Jordan, where we help women become the kingdom women and to walk in God's purpose for their life, where we encourage women and empower women to reflect upon real-life issues from a biblical point of view. Are you ready to transform your life? Well, come along with me on this journey to be transformed together. So let's get started. Hey ladies, thank you for joining the Woman Transform Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Elder Pamela George, here to bless you with some words of encouragement. If you enjoyed this episode and many other other episodes, we are taking donations, sponsorship, and you can donate to the Women Transform Cash app. That's the Women Transform Cash app, and we'll be glad to take any of your donations to be a blessing to the programs all right well we're going to jump right on in and talk about today we're going to be talking about from the pilots to the tent broken but blessed and we're going to be digging into the story of Hagar and Hagar was the uh, maid servant or the handmaid or the slave or the servant to Sarah and Abraham and um, we're going to dive in and, and just learn a little bit about Hagar in her story, in her situation. It can relate to many of you in many, many ways. All right. Um, think about Hagar. Hagar was an Egyptian princess. Um, she was living in the um, king's palace in Egypt. So she was an Egyptian princess living in Egypt. And my biggest question was, you know, how did Hagar end up? in the house of Sarah and Abraham. Well, the reason why that she ended up there was because one of a phantom that was going on in the land in Sarah and Abraham um, ended up in Egypt, staying in Egypt for a while. And But by staying there, um, Pharaoh noticed Sarah and how um, beautiful she was and how pretty she was. And um, it was because of a lie basically that Sarah and Abraham you did that caused Hagar to become part of their family. So Hagar was not part of their family because of her choice. Hagar was part of their family because of really a lie that happened. And we're going to start in Genesis, the 12th chapter. I'm going to read from verse 11 to 16 so that you can under- understand um, how that Hagar ended up in the house of Sarah and Abraham. And from there, we're going to talk a little bit about Sarah. It's kind of better laid the foundation so we'll understand a little bit about who Hagar was and, um, you know, why was she there and what she had to go through in the house of Sarah and Abraham. A lot of times she gets a bad rap, but as we read and study, she's just a prime example of a single mother. Um, trying to take care of her family, trying to take care of a child, but ended up in a bad situation, ended up in a bad relationship with someone she shouldn't even been in a relationship with. And it just reminds us of the how God red flags us and how we end up in situations sometimes that are not of our choice, but we do have a choice in the situation. So it's important to understand Hagar's story as a single mother. And that's where we're talking about far as a single woman, a single mother. Um, it doesn't say in scripture because the scriptures end up stop talking about her and Ishmael. 
her son, but doesn't say if she ever got married or anything like that. But we're going to deal with the situation at hand between her, Sarah, and Abraham of the life of a single mom. And I don't want to say she is our first single mom in the Bible, um, but she is a single mother. And this is out for our single mother. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Genesis, the 12th chapter. We're going to start at the verse 11. And I'm reading from the King James. And it reads, And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarah, his wife, Behold, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that Abram was come into Egypt. The Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The princess also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house and he entreated Abram well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and his asses and men servants and maidservants and she asses and camels. And so this is what happened. And this is how Hagar ended up with Sarah and Abraham. Um, basically because of a lie that Abraham wanted to tell because of fear. And this is what happens a lot as fear causes you to end up telling a lie on a situation that really you didn't have to lie about. And that's the thing about it because it's it's reading this and trying to understand, you, you know, why would you just make up a lie to say that this is your sister? If you would have said that this is your wife, you never know if they you would have still been alive or what would have happened, you know. But by saying that she's your sister, now you started a whole nother ball rolling or something else that didn't happen. And a lot of times we put ourselves in situations. And this is just like a situation of today of someone telling you as a single woman, uh, you meet a guy and, and he's married, but he's not telling you that he's married. He's he's walking around acting like he's single. He's doing things as single men. He's not even wearing his ready ring. And then you get involved with this person and you start to get involved with this person. You start to feel for this person, start to like them until you find out, wait a minute, this person is married. Now, what what happened in the story in verse 17 was, was um, it is very important part. In verse 17, it says, And the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. Well, Pharaoh's house got plagued. Because of the lie that Abraham and Sarah had set up. So because of the lie that they had did and did not tell the truth, it was a domino effect on somebody else's life. And that's just the same as today. When someone doesn't tell you the truth and you're out here and you're dating someone and they didn't really tell you the truth, the fact that they're married, now you've caused a domino effect on your life and on your family. And now that you wonder why things are happening in your life that are not good, it's because of what you've done and there are consequences of what we do when we do things that we know is not right you become the girlfriend the mistress or whatever you want to call it and you're in a relationship not knowing that this person has a whole nother family on the other side now a lot of times people say well she knew and why did she know and it's her fault and she's destroying the family and this and that but not really because she didn't tell the lie he told the lie now he just started to destroy his family she did not destroy their family now she got pulled into something because of a lie that someone 
someone said it because they didn't they didn't tell the truth of the situation and when, when she found out the truth she left the situation now many may say well some people don't leave and if she knew better now she knows she can do better but in the, some situations they you don't know you become the girlfriend of the mistress of someone not realizing not knowing that this person has a whole nother relationship and family going on and then we want to tear down the female but we don't get on the man when does accountability start back then the Abraham should have been accountable for the lie that he set in motion that he caused his wife to lie and that lie set in motion a whole domino effect that not just affected him and his wife but it also affected Hagar and also affected Pharaoh's house he brought upon something um, that affected everybody because of not telling the truth. So when you're out here as a single woman, and we have to be very careful, we have to ask the right questions when you're in relationships to find out, hold up, are you married or are you not married? You know, I don't see the ring nowadays. I don't see any, you know, you, you're looking for certain evidence to see if this person is married or not. And come to find out, this person is totally married and have a family. And now you've got your emotions involved. And for some women, it becomes very hard to move and get away because the emotions are so intact. And that's because of the soul ties. So it's important that you get out of a situation. If you find yourself in a situation where that you was involved with someone, come to find out they are already involved with something, you need to pick up your bags and run and flee as quickly as possible. Then you need to begin to ask God for forgiveness because now what happens is going to fall on you. Even though it wasn't your fault, and even the, and the prime example wasn't Pharaoh's fault, he did not know. When you told him that he she was your sister, he figured she was single, she was up for grabs, and that's what he did. And then he figured, I'll pay you for her, and he gave all of this stuff to Abraham in order to keep Sarah. But then what was so strange in the story is that God spoke to Pharaoh and told him that the woman that you have is another man's wife. Well, that let me know, okay, even Pharaoh knew the voice of God at that point. He even knew who God was in order to hearken to the voice of God. You got to know who God is to even know his voice and know who he is talking to you. So Pharaoh even knew who God was and he knew the voice of God to be able to take heed to the voice of God to say, you know what? You need to give her back. And there's a curse on your family because you're involved with the married woman. So if we learn to listen to the voice of God and he will give you the red flag to take heed to the fact that this person is not who you think he is. This person is not who, she, who you think she is. Um, as far as men, this is the single women's. I'm sorry. But to understand that you're involved with someone that um, is already taken. And so this is how Hagar ended up in the house of Abraham and Sarah because she was one of the maidservants that was giving to them, was given to Abraham because of Sarah. But when the Pharaoh found out, he told him to leave the land. He told him he Kick them out, boot, take all your stuff, take everything, get up out of here and go about your business because you didn't put a plague on my family. You didn't put a plague on my kingdom, my land because of your lies. And it's just a mind, just the domino effect of one lie caused it. It really caused a domino effect throughout the life of Abraham and Sarah and what came after that. So we're talking about Hagar, and I want to get into their part of the story, but I really want to talk about Hagar and how do you feel that Hagar felt 
being put in a situation that she had no choice. And a lot of times you're in a situation because you had no choice. You know, this the person wasn't honest and true. And then you find yourself involved in their mess because they wasn't truthful enough to come to you and give you and let you know, look, this is my situation. Now, it's your choice if you still want to deal with me or it's your choice that you want to get out. And if I know the truth, then I know that, you know, the choice I'm going to make is to get out. But when you're telling me a lie, now I'm caught up in your mess because you didn't even give me a choice to say yes or no. So it's very important. So Hagar ended up in a situation that she had no choice in. Hagar ended up in a in a place that she had no choice in. So Hagar came from the palace. Hagar was a maidservant in a palace. She was in the space to a king. She was in a palace. She had all the luxuries. She had all the things going on. She saw all the beautiful things, in and out parties, whatever, everything being in this palace. But when she was given to Abraham and Sarah, she from, went from the palace to the tent. Now we hear the story from the tent to the palace, but in Hagar's situation, she went from the palace to the tent, then back probably to the palace at the end. But she started in the palace and she found herself in a tent with some people who really didn't care about her, who really didn't love her enough or anything. So, you know, that is part of, you know, for Hagar. Hagar had no say or choice in the matters um, of what was going on with her life because she was a servant. She did what she was told. She did what she was not told. She was obedient to who was in charge of her. And at that point in time, from the beginning, it was Pharaoh. So she had no choice. And then um, from Pharaoh, it came down to Sarah and Abraham. And so she basically did what she was told. So in the story, and as we go, we're going to jump to Genesis. We're going to jump over to the 20th chapter. And in that, that's when the whole lie, well, not 20. Um, we're going to back up to 16th, I'm sorry. The 16th chapter, and that goes to when it really starts with Hagar and um, 16th chapter, verse 1, in her story. Because within her story, um, there were three things that happened to, to Hagar. And we, I want to talk about the emotional abandonment, her spiritual abandonment, and being deeply loved. And um, it just starts with that because when it talks about emotional abandonment, abandonment um, it goes as Genesis 16, chapter starting at verse 1. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bared him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram, had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So the story goes, you know, Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham to bear children because she wasn't able to bear children. Now, what happened with this was it was impatient. 
Sarah was impatient. Yes, God gave a word and said they were going to bear children in their old age, but she got impatient and she wanted to put matters in her own hands. We do this all the time. We don't want to wait on God. God says he's going to bless you. God shows you a vision of what he's going to do. God speaks to you and say, you're going to be able to do this. He's going to bless you with this. And now we want to hurry up the blessing. And a lot of times, yes, the blessing, he he shows and tells you what it is, but it's got to be a time and a season when it comes to manifest. He may tell you what he's going to do, but he hasn't manifested yet. And a lot of times we get impatient because we don't want to wait on what God is going to do. We don't want to wait for it to happen. So we go and do it ourselves. And so Sarah did just that. Sarah took matters in her own hands to say, well, I can't bear any children. The Lord promised we're going to have children. We're going to have this and we're going to be this. And so, um, you know what? Here, take my maid servant. Go ahead, sleep with her. Now, you just gave permission for your husband to go sleep with someone else. And then you get upset because she bare children. And now you see that she's got a kid. And you get, don't. Now, see, as women, we know this jealousy thing begins to happen. Now you're jealous because she got pregnant and you can't have kids. And now you see that your husband is giving her just a little more attention than he's giving you because she's carrying his child. Now you get upset. Now you want to go to him and complain and say, well, she's doing this and she's doing that because she's pregnant. She's teasing me. She's taunting me. She's young and pretty and all this. And now you're upset. Well, you set that in motion, Sarah. No one forced you to give your handmaiden to your husband. Now you put something in motion. Now you told the second, the first your husband jacked up now the second thing that happened with y'all is you jacked up because you didn't want to wait because you was impatient and so now you're upset because she is burning a child and he's giving her probably more attention but within Hagar had no choice no one come to Hagar and say look you have a choice to sleep with my husband or bear me children because I don't have any kids would you do it or would you not Hagar never got a choice Hagar was forced and was told so because she was what she was a slave and she was a servant and she did what she was told she was told to sleep with someone's husband maybe she didn't want to sleep with him maybe she didn't like him maybe he wasn't her type but she had to do what she was forced to do and so that put Hagar in an emotional situation of emotional abandonment apply yourself in Hagar's shoes first I'm abandoned by the king he abandoned me by giving me up to someone that I don't even know who these people is. So you gave me over to Abraham to be their maid serve because you took his wife and gave me over as a gift. I started off in the palace. I'm supposed to be here in the palace. So that lets me know, really, I didn't matter to you. And think about Hagar. She probably felt that she doesn't matter to anyone. No one loves her. She ended up in the palace maybe because of parents may have died or she didn't have any parents and she ended up being a slave and or it says Egyptian princess or slave in the house of Pharaoh. Well, Pharaoh, now you abandoned me. You're giving me over to someone for someone's wife. Can you imagine coming from the palace, having all this stuff and finding yourself in this tent or in a in a lower state of than what you were and what you were used to. Now you had to come down and get used to living this way. But then you're living with people that really don't care about you. Because we didn't. So 
her emotional abandonment. She was never loved by anyone. No one she could count on, not even her baby dad. She couldn't count on anyone. And Pharaoh gave her up to Abraham. And then as we read through the story, then Sarah gives her up to Abraham. So Pharaoh sold, not sold, but Pharaoh literally gave her to Abraham as a thank you gift for his wife. Sarah gives up, gives her up to her husband so that she can have some children. Can you imagine being in Hagar's shoes? Can you imagine being in a situation where that you come from one person to the next person to the next person? And then Abraham gives her up back to Sarah. was like, look, y'all got this beef going on. She's your servant. You do what you please to her. Treat her whatever way you want to treat her. It was literally like he gave her permission. He gave Sarah permission to treat Hagar any kind of way she felt. But Hagar is carrying your child. So she's with child. She's carrying a child. She's with child and you're treating her as if she's done something wrong where that you'd forced her and you told her. So just imagine you being in the shoes of Hagar. And many of you have been in that point where you've been um, emotionally abandoned. You know, you, you have no family. Your, your mom put you out when you were a teenager because you got pregnant. Now, then you become on your own. Then the baby daddy doesn't want to have nothing to do with you. He puts you out. So, you know, society, your friends, people don't, many of you, been, but one thing you have to remember, God is always with you. And that's the thing with Hagar. She was an Egyptian, but she knew who God was. And maybe that was one of the positive things she got out of living with Sarah and Abraham, that she was introduced to Jesus Christ. She knew who he was. She knew the voice of God. She knew about this God that was a blessing his people, that God, this God that he blessed those who nobody else wanted to deal with. She learned about this God that loved the ones that was unlovable. And she knew that this God that Abraham and Sarah served, even though they were not the best of people to serve and be under, but she knew that the God that they serve, he loved me in spite of my wrongs, in spite of my rights, in spite of me having something, in spite of me not, he still loved me. And and she knew that. And the reason why we can say that she knew that is the fact that when she left, and that's what the part, let's go down to the, um, Sixth verse. But Abram said, and we're still in the 16th chapter, and Abram said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly, hardly with her, she fled from her face. Now I remind you that she's pregnant. She hasn't had her child yet. So I'm walking around nine months pregnant, whatever. And we got this. You want to send me away? And you want to treat me any kind of way um, within that fact. And so that's what's, what's going on with um, with Hagar. So, verse 7. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. 
And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence comest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress. Now, in order for her to know who this angel was, she had to know who God was, because it says it was the angel of the Lord. So by being in, in the house of Sarah and Abraham, one thing she did learn, she learned who Christ was, and she learned about angels, she learned about the voice of God. So for her to be able to sit there and she hears this voice and this angel is speaking to her and she responds and not flee. That lets she know she know who God was. And he asked her a question. And that is so amazing what, what God does. You know, he, he asked her a question. Okay. So um, the question was, he even knew who she was. And he said, hey, God, Sarah's maid. He knew that she was Sarah's maid. When's coming thou? Okay, he asked her, where, where are you coming from? Where are you going? Where are you going? And where did I go? You know, and she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. So she's telling the angel, I'm, I'm, I'm running from my mistress. He's like, where are you going? Well, what are you doing here? What's going on? And she begins to tell, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, return to thy mistress and submit yourself under her hands. So she's like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. I'm leaving because, you know, she treated me harshly because I'm pregnant. I didn't choose to be pregnant. I didn't want to be pregnant. I was a single woman, a young woman. I'm fine. I haven't even got a chance to get married. And now I'm sitting around with a baby in my stomach of someone that doesn't even care, that I'm really not married to, that's not my husband, that's somebody else's husband. And now I'm carrying this child, which on top of that, um, she could have been looked upon in this town where they live you know, really badly because you're walking around here pregnant and you're not married. Who's your husband? So all this was going on, imagine, in her head, okay? And then the angel's going to tell you, you need to go back. I need to go back. He said, go back, submit thyself under her hand. And sometimes God will put us in a situation where we may have to go back and do some apologize. We may have to go back into a situation because he's got to manifest because you love too soon. And you're sitting there with Lord. He don't love me. He don't want to be, but God needs you to go back. Because God's got to do something. And it has nothing to do with you, with them, but more to do with you. And the same thing would happen to Hagar. She had to go back. It had nothing to do with Sarah and Abraham. It had more to do with Hagar and what God had in store for her. So she had to go back. If she hadn't went back and she had kept going forward, she would have not got the blessing that she's got doing um, by going back. You know, many of you would say, you know what, I'm sitting here pregnant. This woman here is treating me like crap and stuff. And I didn't choose to get pregnant. I didn't choose to see with her husband. Shoot, I'm not going back. And people would say, Just, I'm not going back. But she listened to the voice of the Lord, and she went back. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seeds exceedingly, that it should not be numbered for multitudes. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy afflictions. So God is so now the angel is speaking to her blessings. He's letting her know um, you're going to bear a son, you're going to have a son, and he's going to be blessed. Because, one, he is the son of Abraham. He is the first son. So he's also going to be blessed. He's not going to be the chosen one. But that doesn't mean we're not going to bless him. I'm still going to bless him. He's going to have his own nation. He's going to have all this other thing. And so, and that's because the Lord heard her cry. 
He heard her afflictions. He heard what was going on. So with that, and he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he should dwell in the presence of all his brothers. So it just it jumps to the, the spiritual side of it, as we as we know. Um, being spiritually wounded by the people that she trusted and that taught her about God. But then on top of that, God blessed her. There was a blessing coming out of her. But she had to be obedient and do what she had to go back. If she hadn't went back, she may have gone out and got the blessing. But she had to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. She had to hearken to the voice of the Lord. And we have to remember one thing within the story. Hagar was deeply loved. God loved her no matter what happened. Maybe she wasn't loved by Abraham. Maybe she wasn't loved by Sarah. Maybe she wasn't loved by Pharaoh. But one thing she did, she knew that God loved her because she knew the voice of God and she listened to what God said. So no matter what your mistakes, maybe you find yourself in a similar situation as Hagar where you got involved in a situation, find yourself carrying a child, and now you feel alone, you feel abandoned, you feel wounded, in so much that the person doesn't even want to have nothing to do with you, don't want to talk to you or anything like that. But do remember that God is going to bless you and that God still loves you and that which you is carrying is blessed by God. And God is going to multiply everything in your life of what does. So you have to remind yourself, you know what? You may not love me. They may not love me, but God loves me. He loves me enough that he came out. He sent his angels to me in the wilderness and began to speak blessings over my life. And no matter what you go through, no matter how bad your situation seems, how no matter how you feel like you've messed up, God still loves you. God still wants you. God still needs you. And so that is, it's, it's, it's it's so important to remember that. Um, and just to remind us to ask our own selves the question of where are we going? You know, so much of what are you doing? And, and, and so much of happened with Hagar's story. And this is just part one because we're going to come back with the part two. Because we're going to get a little more deeper of what else happened with Hagar as she was staying with Sarah and Abraham. But as you said, this is not a happy ever after story. But it is a real world life story for single women. That you may and married women, husbands, wives, whatever. This story is about the grace of God, the love of God. That he had upon a young lady who was put in a situation that she had no choice in. You may find yourself in a situation where you're carrying a baby of the abuser. And you had to raise this baby of the person that abused you or raped you. Um, and, and you have to constantly remind yourself that God still loves you. That this happens. And this is Hagar's story. So we're going to get more into it. We're going to... Um, Come back with the part two of it, so make sure you tune in and stay tuned. But this is the story of Hagar, broken but blessed. She was broken um, emotionally, spiritually, but she was also blessed in her brokenness. And that's because of her obedience in listening to God and knowing the voice of God. All right, so we'll catch you on the next time. Thank you for joining us here at the Women Transform Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Joy. If you like this episode and would like to hear many more, you can find us on Spotify under Women Transform. 
or you can email us at misspamelajordan at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining. Until next time, God bless.